Oh, you talk, before we got on air, you talked about the stats, and you yes. posted an article a little while ago on Facebook about the stats of witches going up. But before that, I had read an article about the um, Christianity, the stats for Christianity are just plummeting right now throughout the world, mm-hmm. except Africa. Yep. Africa is, <laughs> Africa remains the yep. same or is probably steadily climbing um, toward Christianity. What do you have to say about those dynamics? <sighs> My heart is broken. <laughs> Um, my heart is broken on a few levels, and well, let me let me start here about the decline in Christianity. The decline in Christianity is it was a, it was a given, it was inevitable. When you had a, a rise in technology that allowed people to communicate in a brand new way, this was inevitable. It was going to happen. New ideas get to be spread you get to be encouraged to be creative and to think differently. And this generation that has come behind us, the millennial generation, they're a different group of people. They think differently. They were born into a different world where they relate to one another differently. And Christianity has created a very specific way of relating to one another and worldwide. And it kind of is an opposition to the way that they just organically are, are coming to be in the world, the millennials. Um, what I mean by that is they, they are able to have very close friendships with people who live in other countries, like it's nobody's business. They look at each other and communicate with their phones day to day like it's, like it's nothing. We didn't have that. You know, we had to, to accept and, and move into that technology. But they came here with that. So they're seeking a different way to fill their spirit. They're seeking something that's outside of dogma. They want to use their own minds, their own hearts, their own spirituality, their own organic spirituality to create their practice. So they're moving away from it. It's, um, I'm, there's, this one, there's one particular quote that I wanted to give to you, and it's about this very specific thing. I'm trying to find it. Um, it speaks to it um, about why they are, why the decline is happen, happening. Um, let's see. Da-da-da, I'm sorry. I'm pulling out my trusty computer here <laughs> to get oh, you no this problem. Problem. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, this is 1.5 million witches across the country. A Trinity College study conducted in 1990 estimated that there was only about 8,000 Wiccans in the United States. But the increase has been led by a rejection of mainstream Christianity among young Americans, as well as a rise in occultism. So what they're doing is trying to seek out a, a different way to express their um, their spirituality, which in a way is something that we have to kind of be, be glad about because it's not that they're trying to be devoid of spirituality. It's just that they want to express it in a way that I think is more inclusive, if that makes sense. And re- religion has a way of being very exclusive, and that's, op- that's an opposition to the way that they live their lives. Like I just said, their technology allows them to be uber-inclusive. Ex- Best friend lives in Germany. You know, and you're over here in, in, you know, Illinois somewhere. And they just don't relate the same way. So they're looking for a different way to express their spirituality. 
And the way that it's been defined up until now just doesn't fit. And it's okay. It's okay to expand. I don't think people should be so nervous, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't think it's trying to put Christianity to sleep. I just think that it's trying to expand on humanity, allowing humanity to expand. I should put it that way. It's allowing humanity to, humanity to expand in um, if we can figure it out, it'll be in a way that would be um, better for us all, if that makes sense. Well, what's up with Africa? Okay, good. Let's go on down there. See, okay, <laughs> what I said earlier, I said, okay, we'll probably talk about that later in the conversation. Okay, so here's where Erica gets sticky. All right, so um, everybody was my friend up until now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because it gets real from this point in it's where I say things and I, huh. all right, so this is, uh, I'll use that, that disclaimer once again, in my own mind, <laughs> and along with quotes and a lot of uh, research and a few really interesting encounters, I've come to this conclusion. There is uh, an article that I did post on on my Facebook page, and I made it private so that others could not read it because I wanted to write something about uh, the effect of religion on black Americans and not only the the effect of Christianity specifically on black Americans, but the effect of Christianity on Africans not African-Americans, but Africans in Africa, what's happening. And so this article, um, let me see, the article itself, I'll give you the title of it. You're so terrified of the deities that your ancestors worshipped for thousands of years that you accept one that was given to you. How do you, how do you just accept something that is given to you when you see what it's created? And they talk in this article in in detail about what has happened the day that we laid down the deities that taught us how to farm, how to fish, how to respect the land so we could sustain it. The deities that looked like us, had our name, gave us pride in who we were, established our society, made us who we are. We are now calling those things evil, and we're afraid of anybody who worships them, and we call them wicked. That's what we do. And what has happened is the oh gosh, give me the right word. Let me let me tap into that infinite pool of, of grammar and <laughs> pick the right word for this because um this is like the biggest okay, this is the most slang word ever, but I'm gonna use it. It's like the biggest whoopsie bam ever known to man. How we created this idea and poisoned an entire nation with it to the point where they are murdering one another, literally genocide, killing in the name mm-hmm. of this God that looks nothing like them, has nothing to do with it. And in fact, in that Bible, or let me take let me slow it down. Um, <laughs> when no, say it. Make it plain. Okay. You are not, Erica, I'm going to say this again. You are not going to offend any listener on okay. Kill Religion. <laughs> 
sister, if you're offended, hey, go tell your mama that you were I offended. Didn't, That's right. I didn't do it. Go tell your mama because I didn't do it. I didn't create it. I'm just talking about it, okay? So if, if anything I'm saying, if, if one of the listeners find inspired, find themselves inspired to prove me wrong on it, please, please do. Because I'm always looking to have my mind expanded. And where I believe something, I always am looking for a more rounded belief. So I'm going to say this. Where I am persona non grata in your holy books because my skin is dark, I'm not praying with you. I'm not mm. praying with you over anything, ever. Because before I can even get, get in the door, I am damned to hell. And my ancestors, you're telling me my ancestors are burning in your fiery pit because they didn't know about your God? But we have existed for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years, our civilization, before your God. But we are burning. You're telling me that my ancestors, who look like me, that I am proud of, I am their wildest dreams incarnate right now. You are telling me that those people that I live my life for are burning in your pit somewhere. And I'm supposed to want to kneel and pray with you. Not today. Not tomorrow. Mm. And Friday ain't looking good either. Mm. And I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying that for me, for me, in my own mind, it is so hard. It is so hard to see. See, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm Afro-Caribbean. I'm just smack off of my genetics that come from Africa. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, like, no, we, we didn't talk about that on air, Erica. Nobody knows oh, that yet. Oh, that's right. Well, okay, okay. Well, yeah, let me, let me break that down real quick. So I am, I am a mutt. I've got um, American roots because this is where I, I was raised most of my life, but I've got island roots. That's my, that's my, my roots. That's my roots and culture. So my culture um, is still very much African influenced by the way we dance our music, our foods, even the way we speak Spanish, it's influenced by um, African, um, it, how do you say it in English, <laughs> um, by um, African dialect. There you go. Our Spanish is influenced. Africa is very much alive in the island. It's still a part of life. It's not a part of life like that here. It's not very much alive here. In fact, it's not encouraged here. In fact, what I, what I experienced growing up here in the 80s, 90s, and being adults in the 2000s and, and here is when you connect to things that are innately African, even by your other brethren, they look at you as if they almost want to reject it or if it's not good enough, it's not part. And I don't understand that because it's not my roots and culture. It's not how I was programmed. I was programmed to think very differently. Not saying that racism and things like that don't exist there, because it does, but what I'm saying is Africa is embedded into the culture. Even blonde, blue-eyed Caribbeans are out there beating the bongos and doing the dances that we do. It's just a part of who we are. So um, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? No, I mean, you cut off for a minute. It it cut off at not saying that, um, I can't even repeat exactly what you said, but you said not saying that, and then it cut off. Oh, no. So. Okay, because I can't remember now. <laughs> it was only for a couple of seconds, though. Okay. Um, probably it was just, I was just, just basically trying to show a compare and contrast between the mindset here and the mindset there. And I, didn't, I forgot that we hadn't discussed that part. Um, 
on the podcast. We talked about that before we went on air. But, yeah, that is, it's, I, I have a, a unique way of looking at it because of growing up or growing up here in the U.S. with the roots and culture of another place that where Africa is still very much alive. It touches me in a way that I, I'm, I'm conscious of it and I'm aware of it, and I don't like it. I'll put it this way. This happened, um, my son, who's now 12, he was six years old, and we were in California. We had moved back from Nevada to California, Los Angeles area. We put him in a, a private school, and one of the teachers, or his teacher specifically, his kindergarten teacher, was um, she was from the Congo. She was the owner. My bad. I apologize. I was corrected. She was the owner of the school. She was from the Congo. She knew everything about Yoruba, Yoruba land, Yoruba language, everything about it, everything. And out of her mouth said, why do you pay homage to Oya? Why do you even recognize those old gods? Why aren't Mm. you Christian? Why aren't you Christian? Now, this is the woman teaching my pagan witch, Orisha worshiping son. So... (laughs) And see, mm. black as I am, you know, and I'm sitting here like, wow, they did a number on Africa. And we're wondering why. I mean, if you just look at what's, ha- there's hashtags that exist that we are just not privy to here, privy to here in the United States. We have no idea about the hashtags of what's going on in South Africa, about the issue with religion and the influence of whites in South Africa. And you can't discuss religion without discussing the color dynamic, which is, crappy, but it is what it is. Um, Yeah, choosing the right words. I'm going to go with this word because it's how I truly feel. I feel that Africa got infected. Mm. And as a result, here we are fighting and killing one another. And we it's the same infection that we got given here the day we got freedom in the islands and freedom here in the U.S. And it's the same infection that caused us to, I mean, it, I'm, from, I'm from, from South L.A., Inglewood, and that's a rough part of Los Angeles. And gang members shoot each other all the time. You ask them, when's the last time you shot a Klan's member? And they can tell you easily, I've never done it. How many other people that look like you have you taken out? Many. Where does that come from? What, how do you get that poison injected? Where does it come from? It comes on the, oh, gosh, here we go into the, <laughs> okay, in my own mind, <laughs> it, comes, it comes by way of that, that, that lulling to sleep in that religious aspect of where you are not taught to think that you are worthy. You're not taught to think that your way is right, too. You're not taught to think. You're, we didn't even have the black Jesus pictures until that movement in, like, the late 70s, 80s, where people were feeling comfortable with saying black Jesus and things like that. And now, I mean, I mean it's, it's, even now it's still something where it's like it's borderline, are you telling a joke or are you, you know, giving respect? You, you never know. And it's, ugh. It's just, it's really hard to, it's hard for me to separate the two because of this European influence brought this, and you can't get away from it. It wasn't like other Africans brought this until the other Africans were taught, and then they did bring this, and then they continued to destroy one another. I just, uh, 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, what would happen if we did kill religion? What do you think would happen? If we kill religion on the continent and we kill religion um, here as well, in the United States and throughout the Caribbean, throughout the diaspora, what would happen if we kill religion? That, I think, is alone is one of the best questions I have ever been asked in my life. What would happen if we killed religion throughout the geographic locations where the diaspora is spread out? What would happen? Mm. Immediately, I think it would be a horrible effect. Mm. Because when you take a person's religion, religion does something very unique. It... um. It gives a person a sense of belonging in the universe, a sense of belonging in the world, a sense of identification with, with a due north or a God, their God, a God, God, period, period. And that's important for humans. It's just important for us to identify with almost like, like I say, a due north. It's important for us to identify with something that gives us some sort of point of reference. And if you strip a person of that, immediately just, Today's religion, tomorrow it's not, but I'm not taking the memory of it. I'm just taking it away. I think that's a recipe for disaster. I think what has to happen is in order for it to, in order for it to transpire in a way that would be conducive to, to, to creating a best life for everybody, in order for that to happen, it would have to be by way of immense amount of education. If you just took it away tomorrow and said there's no religion, you know, there's no more Christianity, there's no more um, Islam, there's no more whatever is in between, and we can name a billion different things in between, it would set everybody off center. Like, what do you do Mm -hmm. next? If you don't have God, okay, God's gone, everybody. God's gone, y'all. He's left the building or she's left the building, or it has left the building, God's gone, what do you do? And so at that point, what's left, what's left is that thing that nobody really likes to define, or the new wave, new era people really like to cling to, but there is no true definition for it. What's left is your spirit. Your spirituality is what's left. What's left is you being able to connect to that infinite spot up there that we just talked about a a little bit ago of wisdom, that gives you that due north, that point of reference. That's what's left. And at that point, I guess it's a choice. Do you pursue it or, or do you not? And I can't say either one is right or wrong because I, I don't sit in judgment of that. I, I can't, that's, that's in the eye of the beholder what is right and, and what is wrong on that one. Um, but I think, it would, I think it would be disastrous if it just disappeared overnight. To think that we would all just fall in love with one another and understand everyone and all of a sudden escalate to this or ascend to this, this superhuman level and just be able to get it, I don't think that's possible. I think we've done a lot of damage, and it is going to take generations and time to reverse that damage. And it's not saying that Christianity has to go away. It's not saying that those things have to go away, that they need to reform in a way. Everything needs to reform in a way that's inclusive. We've got to understand that it is an energy. We are 
Did you ever watch that movie Avatar? Now we're gonna go for Hollywood since we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna it? go for Hollywood. Avatar. That movie with the blue oh, people. Oh, with the blue, with Avatar. the blue. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah that movie. The, yeah. However, like I said, I, English is my second language, so sometimes I may mispronounce a word <laughs> or two. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay, so in the movie, there's a scene where they're all sitting around the tree and they're chanting, and they're chanting of the energy because they're trying to. Um, they're in a spiritual pursuit without going deep into the movie. They're in a spiritual pursuit, but they're creating an energy together, together. We down here don't get that, that we are earthlings. We create an energy together. Immediately that would change overnight if we introduce something as foreign, the concept of, of, of other life being out there on some other planet. Then maybe we would get that we needed to come together as earthlings, as, as that. We don't get that. We don't, we, don't, we don't work in harmony, and religion does not allow us to, to work in harmony. We work in a different way, a very disharmonious way. Um, and, and what's funny about it is under the guise of harmony. Like, come in here, we're going to love you. And as soon as you get in the church, it's something else. Or, as soon as you, <laughs> or it's, it's the weirdest thing. It's, like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like we want to put this face on it, but what in reality exists is this. And I'm not saying that no good exists, because that would be a lie. That, that both good and bad exists in everything. And you can't really, there we go on the slippery slope of defining good and bad. And once again, there comes the eye of the beholder and all of that, blah, blah, blah. And so <laughs> basically what I'm getting at is just that, you know, you would be left with your own raw spiritual, your own raw spiritual pursuit. And at that point, you would organically have to construct or create develop, build your spirituality so you can get that connection. That, we ultimately seek that as human beings, either connection to universe, connection to others, whatever. But you're going to have to figure out how to connect to that special energy. Spirituality is that vehicle that gives you that connection, not religion. Religion is a set way of doing things. You do it every day. Spirituality is something else that connects on an inside job kind of level. Um, Erica, this information that you've given us—I mean, this this <laughs> this episode has been chock full of so much to think about. If somebody was on the pursuit of really trying to understand what being a witch is and really trying to understand their path, where do you think they should go? Okay, once again, I'm going to give an answer that's just going to fly in the face of all common sense. But if you do it, you'll understand what I mean. <laughs> Where you can go to learn about the past that exists or what's available to you or what witchcraft even is, go onto YouTube and let a person who's a witch tell you about it. Let them share their practice with you and watch many of them. Many, 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 many of them talk about their practice, and then you will get that one thing that I said. It's within you, and you've got to connect to everything that exists up there in that pool of wisdom. And then what will happen is things – how do I explain this? Pathways will begin to open up to you. It's a weird thing with the universe. It's just, I don't even want to use coincidence. It's just it's a, if you put an energy out there, the answer will show itself up for you. 
and your right path or what makes sense to you, whether it is Wicca, whether it is being a fairy, whether it is being a druid, whether it is being um, or practicing ISO, whether it's practicing Yoruba, whether it's practicing or finding your deities just out of nowhere and finding them eclectically through many different paths, that's okay too. But you can start by looking at what other people do. That's what this is about. It is about creating your own. And you can start, honestly, if you have no other resource. Because, I mean, people can be listening to this podcast anywhere. And in some places in the U.S., it's hard to find us. It's hard to find places or people to talk about um, with this thing. But I will give um, another resource that is amazing. Social media is amazing. You can use Instagram. There's a hashtag specifically helping young witches or young people or older people or any people who are new to the concept of witchcraft learn about what it is, see other people's practice, and develop their own. And that hashtag is really super simple. Let me get it for you. One second. Witches of Instagram. <laughs> simple. But it's hashtag which is an Instagram, and you can begin to read about um, people's daily practice. You can learn about crystals. You will learn about herbs. You'll learn about esbats, sabbaths, holidays, all those things. Um, and then you'll begin to, you'll be able to begin to stitch together your practice. Being a witch is not something you have to qualify for. That's the beauty of it. It's not like saying I have to go take these rites and have um, go through all these things like you do as a Catholic in order to become a Catholic. You don't have to have communion or to pass through anything or anything like that. You have to decide that you love nature. You are more about communing than you are about separating yourself and then be open to accepting other deities and other energies outside of our social norms. And then get out there. Google. Everybody got a phone these days. You can Google <laughs> and you can go right. on YouTube and you can watch and start there. And then your libraries. Google if there is um, a, a gathering in your area. Or you, if you're so inclined to learn about covens, you can do that. You can learn about meetups in your area. Um, when I first moved to Las Vegas, we didn't know any pagans or any witches, so we went to meetup.com and found meetups in the area and then met with other people. So we're, we're everywhere yet nowhere. Um, <laughs> and you can find us by using simple stuff like social media. We're really not that magical. I swear. We're really not. <laughs> We're really not. You don't have to look around for people levitating. And no, no for your you people. don't have to wait for the witch to levitate down your block and chase her down like you do the ice cream truck. You don't Thank you, Erica Wilmer, for being on the show. This has been an eye-opener on so many different levels. We definitely appreciate you for being on Kill Religion and if there is one thing that you can tell our listening audience and you know I, I said that I was gonna this was supposed to be a 45 minute interview but you gave <laughs> us so much stuff that I didn't want to stop so I apologize for overextending the time I really really apologize but if there is one thing that you can tell our listening audience as we sign off what would it be have no fear, have an open mind, and embrace new things. You don't have to change your beliefs. 
You don't. You really don't. But just open your mind. You might find that there are things that can help you expand and be stronger in what you believe. Just be open. Well, thank you for being on Kill Religion, Erica. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. (laughs) 